Radical Life. Here we are again today, another beautiful autumn afternoon in the Midwest. We're having a little bit of what they call bonus summer. Yeah, it's nice out. The last few days, it's like, was it ever this warm all summer? I mean, this is just like beautiful. You get into the sun and you're like, wow, does that feel good? We had a few days of, of some cold, you know, I mean. Yeah, just, it was pretty cold on the trailer. Then it came back to this and it's like, wow, this feels good. Where are we going today, sweetheart? What are we going to talk about? Something that has been on my heart. I'm not sure why, but we're going to entitle this episode, Save the Children. Save the Children. I don't know if it's the election that has brought this on, but it's possible it's because of the judge right. being nominated. I just really are thinking about those children that right. don't get to be born. Right. The children whose lives are taken. The children who are ripped apart. Yeah, we call it abortion. Man somehow along the way thought we can soften this thing with, with another word rather than kill, murder, slaughter. A lot of times when I think about the issue, I am resolute and don't like this. This is wrong. That's kind of my attitude. But I have to tell you that I have actually in my heart gone to tears. I can't recall ever like crying in my heart over the children, but I have recently. I would say in the last couple of weeks, for some reason, I'm really moved. I heard a gentleman who's a Catholic and he was just talking about how the children are just, again, ripped apart and their blood is shed. And I'm thinking about their blood is shed and is their blood shed on their mothers? Their blood is shed on the hands of the nurses and the doctors. And it makes me really sad. Uh, I've just thought of the story of Cain and Abel. And God says to Cain, the blood of your brother is crying out to me. And I started thinking about the blood. Why would the blood be crying out? God hears the blood. And then I read some verses that call it the lifeblood inside of you. Yes. And we all have that lifeblood inside of us. So I looked up in the internet and the blood vessels and the blood cells start to develop in a fetus at 15 to 18 days. And that's a single blood cell would be enough to be a lifeblood for a child. And their blood is crying out and the Lord says he hears the cry of the innocent. He hears it. He knows it. And it's probably no surprise that Rick and I are against abortion. We're not trying to say something that people might not know about us. Maybe for some people, they might be surprised to take that stand. But I've been this way since the 80s, I guess. Right. I think when it comes to abortion, that a lot of people just assume that people have their stance that in certain cases, they'll say, Mm -hmm. you have to allow for it. It's the woman's body. Mm -hmm. It's her choice. There's a a string of these one-liners, but we just believe flat out abortion is wrong 100% of the time. I remember early on, I used to struggle with those questions in the case of rape or incest or Mm -hmm. the life of the mother, but I'm radical on it that we let God decide on life or death. If something tragic happens, yeah, that really is... It's tragic. Horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's a lot of horrible things happen sometimes. It's, it's, one, it's the hardest thing but it's still, on earth. You still just, you can't be the one that decides no. if someone lives or dies. No. 
So I was just thinking about the blood of those innocent children. And I heard on a prophetic word that we need to speak up for the children. We need to save the children. And some people are crying that Roe versus Wade has to stay if it gets repealed. We'll be just going backwards in our culture. And well, I'm, if there ever is a time for backwards, <laughs> it's on this one. It's right now. It never should have went. It never should have happened. We should not have allowed it back then. And we should be doing everything in our power to repeal it right now. It's not about going backwards, but no. it's about righting a moral wrong. 1.2 billion children. It is a mortal sin to kill somebody, yes. to cause their blood to be shed. You don't get to do that. And I was thinking about women who miscarry. They wanted that baby. Oh, and more the, than anything. Those women who miscarry, they grieve. They go through a period where they just grieve the loss of the child. And those women are actually very lucky because... They didn't take the life of the child, and they get to grieve. Grieving is very important for us. When you have a loss, grieving is healthy. But women who have had abortions, I don't know if they grieve. I don't know if they take what they've done, or maybe they're not even thinking about it, but deep down inside, you haven't grieved over it. You haven't had a chance to know that that life is gone And so I was just feeling bad, too, for the women who have had abortions that I know of a Catholic. I'm just telling the Catholics are great in this respect. I know that they have retreats. They're like Rachel's Vineyard. I've heard of this one where you can go to retreats and you can have a funeral. You know, if you've had an abortion, you can name them. I'm going to cry. You can name them, you can say goodbye to them, you can have a funeral for them, and you can find peace in your heart for the loss of your child. There are places that you can go where you can grieve the loss of your child. You know when the death occurred, you know when that child was conceived, and you know when that child would have had its birth, and you don't never forget it. I have not had an abortion myself, so the things I'm saying I've just heard about from others, but I'm just really sad for the kids, Rick. Yeah. You know, we've done so many of these podcasts, and so oftentimes I get to find humor, something light, something to cause people to maybe chuckle a little bit, but there is absolutely nothing in me anywhere that I can find to say anything other than that is dead sobering on this issue. There is just, it is so tragic. tragic. It is so horrible. For me in my life, I can go back to events that speak to this issue all the way back to when I was 15 years old. It was the first time I'd ever even heard the word abortion. And I was in high school. I was in class one day and a young gal in my class comes walking in and she had just a very strange look on her face. Her countenance was odd. These are the only words I can grasp. If she ever had a smile, if she ever beamed for a moment, if she ever had some light about her, at that moment the light was gone. She came in and then she began to tell her friends around her there in class about what she had done. And I sat there just speechless. She had just recently done it? She had just recently been taken out of state to go have an abortion. 15-year-old girl in in my class back in the mid-70s. As far as I know, in no class I'd ever been in, no book I'd ever read, no teacher had ever talked about, never had I heard the word abortion. 
Never. Had I heard the word abortion, I would have went, what's that? But when I heard her talk about what she had gone and done, inside of me, everything just went, what? I was speechless. I, my brain, I don't, it just went so many directions all at once. And no matter what word was given to this, no matter what attitude was taken by this gal and, and her friends around her, all I could think of. I'm not a believer yet. I'm not a radical for Jesus. I have not been born again, had not a come alive in my spirit. But inside of me, all I could think about was, you shouldn't kill. I don't care what led up to it, what was around it. You shouldn't kill. You don't kill another human being. No matter how much rationalizing that child hadn't been born yet, this child had been conceived. This child was alive. I tell you, it just made such a profound, left a mark inside of me that day. Yeah, I think murder is the kind of thing that's a part of God's laws. It's a thing that we know in our heart that's wrong, just like all societies right. say that murder is wrong. Right. We know theft is wrong. We know cheating on your spouse is wrong. We know lying is wrong. We know these things deep inside. God created that in us, that to take a life is wrong. And they have tried many years to dehumanize the child. Right. But I know as science science gets bigger and better, the medical field gets better and better, the sonograms get clearer and clearer, you cannot say that's not a life. The heart's beating. The blood is flowing through the child. The Bible says it's the lifeblood. God created that child, right or wrong. Right. The child is there. And it is valuable to God. Whether the woman considers it valuable or not, that child is valuable to God. Right. About seven years after that instance in that classroom, I have another moment in time. And I'd been a youth pastor now at this point for three years. Been to Bible school, had a lot of different ministry experiences. Had started a ministry, two ministries actually by that time both of which reached out to young people. We shared Jesus. We shared the love of God. I never remember anybody ever talking about this issue until one day I was with a young gal. I was teaching her how to, to drive a car, taking a job on it as a driver's instructor. We're just driving down the road and somewhere in our conversation as she's learning how to drive and she felt the freedom to ask me this question. She said, Rick, can God forgive us of murder? Whoa, I'm thinking. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, I'm thinking, whoa. You know, young gal, probably 15, 16 years old. And I said, well, yes, God can forgive of anything. I said, but I got to ask you, are you talking about abortion? She said, yes, I had an abortion. I had her pull the car. Right. Because she began to cry. And I began to just minister her the words of God yeah. right out of the book of Revelations, where it talks about how there'll come a day that God will wipe every tear away. Because she was crying. She was deeply affected by this. Of course. And I just ministered to her the love of God, the forgiveness of God. But she needed to confess to God her sins. Carrying around that pain and right, guilt. Right, I didn't solicit right. any of this conversation from her. I just happened to be available. Well, a pastor, too. Well, she didn't know that. Oh, she didn't. No. no. I was her driving instructor. And that's what was so weird about it. I'm just going, wow. She must have known something for you to Had ask to you about something, God. something somewhere in conversation yeah. to where she felt the freedom to ask. And can I just minister to her? That's the second event in my life that I remember around this issue of abortion. Yeah. 
Now, the third was when I was speaking in a high school one day, and I was sharing my story, just like I did in every high school. Majority of what I talked about was drug and alcohol abuse and relationships and peer pressure and these kind of issues. I was not touching on abortion in my talk. It's just That was not a word I ever used in any of my high school assemblies or classroom talks. We talk about life. We talk about teen pregnancy. But one day I was speaking in a classroom, and a young gal looked at me, and she says, So you haven't talked about it, but are you against abortion? I mean, she'd already decided that I was. Well, yeah. She'd already decided. So she'd already positioned herself for a fight. And when she asked me the question, I wasn't just going to say, yes, I'm definitely against abortion. And just let the, you know, the fist come up and start flailing. Instead, I asked her a question back. I asked her about her belief and where she stood. And she came back at me with a vengeance. Mm. I hate people like you. Mm. I hate you. I could just kill you. And I said, and that doesn't surprise me because it would be no different Mm -hmm. to kill me than it would an unborn child. That's when it really became evident to me because I could speak in anything in these high schools and it didn't draw anger. Right. Then, you know, if I stand up front and talking about drugs, kids aren't going to go, oh, I just hate you because you're against drugs. No, but this is the one issue. You bring it out. You touch it. You talk about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have enemies right now. Satan hates. He hates mankind. He hates us. Yeah. If a woman has had an abortion, unless she's had a chance to deal with it, she's going to want to hold on to the fact that it's my body. I got to do what I want with it and to desensitize herself from the fact that it was a child because that way you can live with yourself. The other way is going to bring you a lot of pain, a lot of tears. But I tell you what, It is better for you to confess and shed those tears than it is for you to hold it in and not grieve, not get release, not lay down the sin and give it to Jesus. And I think we all need to create environment where people can do that. Right. We have to shout from the rooftops, don't do it. Don't do it. But we have to be there to accept the confession. Yes. And with that decision of not aborting, not killing, not murdering, not taking the life of the innocent, right. needs to come trusting in the Lord. They need to begin to trust in the Lord from that moment on. And that decision has been made. I'm not going to take a life. You need to begin to trust the Lord. See, for so many young people that abort, they do it to what they think is getting rid of a problem. Right. Your life is going to change. And right. yes, it is going to change because yes. having sex out of marriage is not God's intended way. That's right. It really isn't what's best for the child. But there are too many stories of women who decided not to and have this wonderful relationship with this child. Yes. Yes, it was hard, but the child is such a blessing. Or there's so many people you can give it up for adoption. There are a lot of good options. Abortion is not a good option. No, it is not. I think of all the ladies that I've known throughout my life, different ones that have traveled with Teen Rescue, that have shared their stories. One of them told about her three abortions and how each time her mom drove her to the abortion clinic to have these because when she would come to her parents with the fact she was pregnant, they would just say, well, we'll have to take care of this. These are the words 
that she heard. Yeah, and I don't know if the statistic is correct, so don't quote me, but the percentage of rape cases is like 1%. And when you're talking billions of children, we're talking about more the scenario of the lady with three abortions who got pregnant, though that's not a rape situation. There are billions of the other situation where it is basically contraception, not wanting to mess up your life. You still have to go to college. And I think you're right. You need to start with Jesus. You have to. Without trusting in the Lord, really, how do you get through anything in life? No. You can push your way through. You can, yep. You can make it through to the end. You can get to your last breath. Mm -hmm. So I want to read something that describes the Messiah. And in Psalm 72, verse 12, it says that for he, so the Messiah, will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. And we know that our Savior shed his blood for us. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, there would have been no forgiveness of sins. And maybe you have shed blood by allowing your child to be killed, but Jesus shed his blood for you to forgive you and to take away your sin and to make you clean and whole. And he is there to walk you through the aftermath of decisions that are made that you may have regretted making. And he loves you. And when you come to him and accept him in your heart and ask for forgiveness, he will make your life, he will renew it. And you can trust him and you can move forward. And we need more women out there who have gone through this process and who can share more boldly, share boldly. Yes. Not to walk down that path. It's a very difficult path to walk down. Don't walk down it. Don't do it. It is a harder path than having your baby. It sure is. Maybe not outwardly, you think, but inwardly. Extremely difficult. It will just change the trajectory of your heart and your life. We need all of us to be more bold. We need to all take a greater stand. I feel like I've been fighting this battle all my life, and here I am almost 60 years old. But the fight isn't over, and we have to keep standing firm. Whatever happens in our country, we can't stop fighting this battle. This is too important. It's too horrific. It truly is a violent, violent, brutal act on a human being. We wouldn't let anybody rip apart an arm or a leg or crush a head. Or take the life of a puppy. Yeah. An eagle's egg is Right. Considered more precious than yes. it's heart up. beating. It's messed up. It's just all baby. so messed up. It is all messed up. But it's the lies and the deceit of the enemy. And if you've had an abortion, you probably were deceived into thinking that it was a good and viable option. So many others have done it. But it's like a secret that people don't talk about. Is there anything else you want to share? One last thing. I remember when I turned to voting age. And I went to that voting booth for the first time in my life. I looked at the candidates. I looked at they believed and what they stood for. And I know what it came down to me very quickly when I looked it all over. Because I looked at a lot of the stuff that they were promising, uh, stands that they had. And it came right down to this. I went, you know what? I'm going to vote for the people that are pro-life. Yes, we need to vote to save the children. Yes. How simple does that make it? When this next election rolls around, if someone is pro-choice... 
they're not even on the ballot for you. They should not even be considered that that little box to check or that little hole to punch. No way, because you're punching death. You're punching murderous acts. We got to vote for pro-life candidates, yes. people that will stand and fight for the unborn. We all have got to do this together. It's just so huge, especially if you're a believer. If you're a Christian, you love God. God loves life. Don't be ashamed Don't to proclaim be, no. that you're pro-life. God stand will up. bless the families yes. that stand up and proclaim, yes. we need to save the children. Save the and children. that is why Rick and I don't want to politicize this. This isn't about politics. This is about life and death, right and wrong. Yes. What's right to do in the eyes of God. Yes. I think we are feeling more committed and not to be silent. And I don't know really what that all looks like yet, but this is our platform and this is where we begin. That's right. You got to believe that this is just another part of a radical life. Radical life. Woo! Radical life. For our faithful listeners, we just want to say thank you. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. And if you are enjoying these podcasts, please feel free to share them with your family and friends so we can expand our audience. We'll be back again next Tuesday. We'll talk to you then. It's a radical life.